This is Sarah. And this is Emily. And this is Sisters Take a Side, all about Kaylee and Casey Anthony. Hey, Em. Oh, man. I know. Here we are. Here we are doing people's least favorite thing where we get on and complain about our lives. But we're I here. F- I feel like we should have a separate podcast that's like the lives of Sisters Take a Side. Does, would anyone care? I bet a lot of people would. I think you'd be surprised. Um, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. Okay. But here we are. I'm, we're here. The you, internet. You make it? I on truly honestly, the internet has foiled our plans to record for like four days. I know it. Don't I know it? Xfinity now knows it too. So Xfinity, girl, don't even ask to sponsor our show. We're gonna say no. Xfinity, you are not on my Christmas list. I gotta tell you, I'm (laughs) I'm over it. And I'm sorry that I yelled at two people in your company today, but I've just really had it and. You podcast would understand had to be recorded. So podcast I recorded. How about I had to work my job in order to pay your bill, Xfinity. Oh, I thought you meant my bill. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Pay credit card bills. Maybe no. if someone would set up a bank account for this podcast, oh. this podcast could pay my bills. How about I that? know. I know. Listen, about add that? it to the list. Oh, okay? add it to her list, guys. Can yeah. I tell you that I'm like talking so, I don't even know, loud or annoyingly that my little sound bar thing on my end is flashing red. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. So like, girl, I just calm down. Hurting people's ear holes right now? Nah. Um, but if they wanted to write to you and let them know <laughs> that you were hurting their ear holes, Emily, how yes. could they go about doing that? Well, if they um want an answer in four to seven weeks they could reach us at um, wow. our email address as sisters dot take dot a dot side at gmail.com or hit us up on instagram at sisters take a side underscore podcast either way we would love to hear from you but if you really want to show the show some love oh show the yes. show some love you like that Ooh. if you really if you wait hold on let me use my let me use my my, my voice if you really want to <laughs> show, show the podcast some some love okay now my mic okay, is that's... actually blinking right at me um <laughs> you can leave us a five-star review on spotify apple Podcasts, or wherever you are listening to this you know delight i love it very well done you like that very well done should i have I'm a podcast? here for it you should have a podcast um but speaking of podcasts, Sarah, what are you talking about on your podcast today? Speaking of podcasts, well, well, hold on. Before you tell us what we're talking about, <laughs> I need I if I was a better like audio editor, this is a part where I would insert from last week's episode where you told you promised us, you promised us, Sarah, that you were going to bring something quote unquote light to the table this week. <laughs> um, I did promise that. You um, did. I do not think I delivered no, on that because no. this week. We are talking about Casey Anthony. Because you hate um, me. I know. And I want the people to know, I reached out to Emily when I decided I was going to do this. And I said, hey, I think I'm going to do this. Are you going to be okay with it? Yes. And she said, yes. So we're here. I'm not happy about it though. I know. Can I tell you what my alternate title in the notes are? Ooh, yes. Okay. 
So the alternate title is Circumstantial Evidence 1 and Sarah 0. <laughs> because this this case is really circumstantial. Um, it is very circumstantial, and we will get into that. Um, but I have very strong opinions about what I think happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have very strong opinions about the outcome of this case. Um, okay. Before I jump in, like, what do you know about it? Or how I mean, much of, do you know about it? I mean, it's pretty it, popular. Yeah. I mean, I think I know what most people know. Um, Casey Anthony was a young 20-something mother who was living in Florida with her parents and her three-year-old daughter, Kaylee. Um, her daughter went missing and a month later, her mom, um, like reported that to the, or Casey's mom reported that to the police. Mm -hmm. Um, and then from there, Casey just goes on the most like fantastic lying spree on the face of the earth, which I'm sure we'll get into. Mm -hmm. Um, and a couple months after that, uh, Kaylee's body was, uh, found, unfortunately. Um, Mm -hmm. and she, uh, had clearly okay i was just gonna say like she clearly passed away but then that felt like well but she anyways okay well (laughs) okay okay so no spoilers guys but (laughs) well okay i know this case is very well known it's very well known now i have to now i have to tell my favorite spoiler story you know i have to so guys (laughs) listener sweet listener my favorite of all time was when i was talking to liz about um, that show, The Tudors, that was about like King Henry and Anne Boleyn. I don't know if you guys oh, watched yeah. that. Um, love that show. And I was telling Liz about this. And I was like, yeah. And then, you know, whatever, in episode five, you know, when Anne Boleyn dies. And mom goes, oh, spoiler. I was like, Liz, that's history. <laughs> I feel that way about this. It is history. I'm sorry. That it is. Kaylee yeah. Anthony died and Casey Anthony went on trial and was acquitted. So that's what I know. Okay. Well, what? What? There's the show. All right, guys, have a great night. No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> if anyone is listening to this and is like, "Wow, Casey, wow, tell me, like, <laughs> you're, what are you doing here?" Yeah. So let's, yeah. So like, let's, so let's get into it, right? So yeah, if you were around between 2005 and 2008, you've more than likely heard this. Um, maybe yeah. I'll give you something you didn't know, but, um, but, but so, you're gonna you're gonna kind of do the Sarah thing, right? Which is like talk about a well known case, and then you and I are kind of kind of dive into a, kind of a more specific part of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Um, so on August 9th, two thousand five, which holy cow, we're recording on August eighth, two thousand three. Well, it's definitely math, um, not two thousand three. I mean, twenty twenty three. Jesus. <laughs> um uh yes we are wow okay so, so crazy oh so as of tomorrow kaylee she would have she would have been 22 do the math yeah maybe no wow yes is yes. that right yes wow that's crazy okay, okay. so on august 9th 2005 kaylee marie anthony was born in orlando florida By all accounts, Kaylee was a sweet and funny and bright toddler, but a string of 911 calls made by Kaylee's grandmother, Cindy Anthony, on July 15th, 2008, will forever be remembered and will forever alter this family. So Kaylee and her mother, Casey Marie Anthony, there's a lot of C names in this story, so bear with me. 
Casey Marie Anthony, um, they lived in Casey's childhood home in uh, Orlando, Florida with Casey's parents, George and Cindy Anthony. We will get into this family dynamic here in a bit, but after an alleged family argument on June 15th, which was Father's Day, Casey packed up Kaylee and left their family home on June 16th after refusing to reconcile the argument in person. One month later, on July 15th, 2008, Cindy Anthony calls 911 to report Kaylee missing, stating that they had not seen Kaylee in 31 days. Now, hashtag not a mother, but I don't know about you. I would think that I would notice if I hadn't seen my toddler granddaughter around who lived with me like way yeah. sooner than 31 days. But, like, you know, what well, do I know? Can I just interject here? I need you to imagine for a moment Mike no, and Liz haven't seen their two little precious grandsons in 72 hours. What do you think I would have- happen? I haven't seen them in like a week I know. and I'm already like, um, excuse me. And, and you know, like I kind of joke about it, but it is one thing that really sticks in my mind about this case because like, obviously, and we'll get into it. Like Casey was in and out of the house, like she got whatever, yeah. but Kaylee, this little girl was very close to her grandparents. They saw her every day. Yeah, I, she lived I, with them. Yeah, I do think it's weird that they didn't report this before 31 days. Like, and again, like I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of not. I, I do not think I could keep Mike and Liz at bay for longer than maybe four days. Like, I'm being dead serious. Yeah. yeah no, of I mean, like, not them not seeing them or showing them, like, on FaceTime. I seriously think after four or five days, like, Mike and Liz would be like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't you think? Well, yeah. I mean, 100%. I yeah. totally. And that was, like, one of the things when I was researching this case is it was like, ugh, like, these grandparents were so involved right? until they weren't, until they were again. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, Cindy mm, girl, I got questions for you. Yeah. So according to the transcripts of the 911 call, Cindy states that Casey had varied explanations as to where specifically Kaylee was. Drink every time we say that Casey had varied explanations for things, and I promise <laughs> you will be buzzed enough to make it through this story. Yes, girl. Ultimately, Casey finally admits that she hasn't seen Kaylee in weeks. Reminder, Casey, Anthony is Kaylee's mom. This is where it gets even more sinister, if you can believe it. This is not the first 911 call that Cindy made that day. Mm. After learning that Casey's family car had been impounded, George and Cindy earlier that day had gone to retrieve the car and they are absolutely blown out of the water along with the guy in the tow yard by the smell. Mm. To quote Cindy Anthony from her 911 call, it smells like there's been a dead body in the damn car. Okay. okay. All right. Like, yeah, spoiler alert, because there was. Like, I, yeah. Sarah, I hate this I know. case. <laughs> I know. I'm really sorry. You're doing really well so far. <laughs> So obviously a missing toddler is going to put everyone on high alert. Um, Police arrive at the Anthony home where they learn from Casey that she dropped Kaylee off at the nanny's house, identifying the nanny as Zenaida Zanny Fernandez Gonzalez. Zanny the nanny had officially, uh, now officially entered the chat. She's, She's here. 
Hey, girl. Casey then said that when she went back to the nanny's house to retrieve Kaylee, the nanny refused to give up the toddler, and Casey just said, okay, girl, sounds good, and just left? Question mark? <laughs> now, again, I'm going to pause and say, not that I want to interject myself in this story, but like, no. imagine a world. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm imagine saying. Imagine a world in which someone was like, I'm going to keep Henry or Owen. That's what I'm saying. Can you like, even can you? I, no, it doesn't no. it? Doesn't compute. It just doesn't. No. Um, yeah. Here's the thing: when about telling the police a completely fabricated story, they're now going to look for your said nanny, and yeah. they did. <laughs> the cops went to the apartment complex that Casey identified as the Nidas and learned that the unit Casey had supposedly dropped her daughter off in had been abandoned for over 140 days. So this Great. is not a good look. This is, this is a really bad look. I don't like yeah. this. I don't love this. So Casey then told investigators that she worked at Universal Studios. So again, cops look into this and surprise – there are no employment records on file past Casey's maternity leave in 2005. So she <laughs> now, so she did work there. She hadn't worked there in three years since Kaylee had been born. Right. So the cops, in the most epic moment of petty that I think I have ever seen, took Casey to Universal. They're like, girl, show us your office. She's like, right. okay. Oh my God. Can Take you her to Universal. Walk her in. She's waving at everybody. Oh, She's like, hey, guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, what's up? Oh, God, I love your skirt, girl. Walking down the hallway until she hits a dead end, turns around, looks at the cops, and says, mm, so I don't actually work here. Girl, we know. <laughs> we We know. The cops are obviously like, yeah, okay, you're you're guilty as hell. Wait, can, sorry, can I stop you again? Please, I just need to yeah. take a moment of silence for the absolute body sweat that must have just been pouring off Casey. Can you so, imagine? Can you, I would be my hair would be falling out in almost. I would be <laughs> taking the police around the job I hadn't worked for three years. Right, and I'm like, okay, so imagine that. But now also imagine you're one of those employees. Who like this cr this girl you have never seen in all three years of working at Universal, <laughs> right? And you probably see some crazy shit at Universal. Who knows? A hundred percent. You see some girl flanked by two police officers who's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. "Hey guys, what's up? Really what would you do if you were that employee?" Honestly, I'd probably be like, "Well, seems normal." <laughs> Just another day in the office. Just no uh, no questions here. <laughs> oh my god it's unreal uh, to me yeah it's just crazy and like continue kudos I'm to sorry. the cops like I, oh my god yeah kudos to the cops because they knew going in that she didn't work there like i love they it knew. so much and they're just like you know what like good for them i don't know they're heroes so okay obviously the cops are like yeah this chick looks guilty as hell so on july 16th casey's arrested and charged with child neglect lying to investigators and interfering with a criminal investigation Although these charges are relatively minor, at a bond hearing held July 22nd, it's introduced that a cadaver dog had zeroed in on the odor of human decomposition in the trunk of Casey's car and the Anthony's backyard. Mm. This, combined with the admission, Casey's admission that they hadn't seen Kaylee in over a month, plus the 
seemingly completely indifferent yeah. behavior displayed by Casey, this very disturbed judge sets Casey's bail at $500,000. Now, I want to pause here. Yes. Yeah. So, M, um, you, I know you know a lot. So, like, what do you remember about her, like, behavior during this period? Like, I mean, what, I remember. What do you remember? It was a lot of, well, I remember, and I've seen the footage. There's, like, very chilling footage of her going to Blockbuster the night that her child supposedly had been kidnapped with her, you know, with her boyfriend. Like, just, mm-hmm. like, buying candy and getting movies. I remember her being the shock girl at some bars. I, ooh, I remember that she entered a hot body contest. I was going to say, are we going to talk about the wet t-shirt contest? Yes. And mm-hmm. she looked good, guys. She looked good. So I mean, great for her. Yeah. I mean, oh, and she also got a tattoo called like it would it was like Bel- Bella Bella Vita. Bella Vita, which is like beautiful life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. If my kid was kidnapped and missing, I'm not sure I would want to be tattooing beautiful life on my body. Mm-hmm. Um can't say I wouldn't be out there in a hot body contest though. Just kinda, right. you know. When, right. when, you, when you look this good, sometimes you gotta right. You gotta, you gotta get like, out there. I mean <laughs> And so on top of that, all great, excellent points. I'm really glad you said those. On top of that, though, once she's arrested, like, she is not – she's not crying about her daughter being missing. No. She's arguing with her mother on the phone. She's – she's mad. Like, it's almost like – Yes. She's acting like someone – She's acting like none of this is her fault. Like this is yes. this has nothing to do with her and how dare they well, and- she, like like she's a victim. Like she's a victim. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, I and I remember finding like and again, like, you know, you can find footage of these tapes or whatever of like, finding people in jail, but like she's never once does she say Okay, like how how have you found Kaylee here? Here's yeah, some have information. You heard like I've been thinking about X, Y, and Z, maybe it's this, like Nothing. It's can nothing. You give me my boyfriend's phone number. I want to call him. Yes. Oh my god, mom, you're so annoying. Like and like honestly, and like I know people, and we're gonna take a side on her parents, Cindy and George, here soon. Mm-hmm. But and for what it's worth, I will say in those videos, it is heartbreaking to me to watch those two grandparents. Oh my gosh, talk to their child, pleading with her. Please just tell us what happened to her. Please yes. just tell us. It honestly, like, again, we'll take a side on those two later. But in that moment, like, my heart broke for them. Because, like, again, like, I can't help but put myself, like, I think, again, like, I think of Mike and Beth. Like, oh, my God, I can't, like, God forbid something happened to my kids. Like, that would destroy them. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, 100%. so just to think of, like, how destroyed these two are as grandparents, like, it breaks my heart. Yeah. It's it's devastating. So, yeah. Judge, good call here. Bail is set at $500,000. So this bond is actually eventually posted by a bounty hunter named Leonard Padilla, who says that he paid the bond in the hopes that Casey would lead them to Kaylee. Now, she's while she's in jail, there are ground searches happening everywhere. Like, her parents no. have mounted such a huge, like, public, um, like, outreach. Like, yeah, I mean, they have yeah, done yeah. – they're on – Every news station that will have them, they have their their personal phone numbers posted everywhere. Oh, like, please God. call us. I mean, yeah, the amount of like community that came out to look for this little girl is truly like, you know, it's truly incredible. And when I was researching this, I was like, oh, bounty hunter, bounty hunter paid her 
bond? Like, is that crazy? And then I was like, no, like, of course he did. You know, people just want to find this little girl. Oh, yeah. You know? So nice guy, Leonard. Thanks so much for being a nice guy. Love you, Leonard. Yeah. This does not last long. Just 10 days later on August 30th, the bond is actually rescinded after Casey gets arrested. (laughs) What? For allegedly stealing and cashing checks from a friend. What? Mm Mm-hmm. You can't. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great. Again, is she out looking for her kid in those 10 days? Doesn't sound like it. Right. Is she or just, on every you know, news station that will have her? Like, no, doesn't sound like it. Lying low and not fucking breaking laws while she's out. Right. I mean, for <laughs> God's sakes. Like, oh. So okay. Casey is eventually, um, yeah, so she's rearrested. She's eventually released again once her bond is reposted by her parents on September 5th. Fitted with a very stylish electronic tracking device, Casey, Casey walks out of jail and returns to her parents' home in Orlando, Florida. This stint out of the clink doesn't last long either because on October 14th, 2008, Casey Anthony is indicted by a grand jury on charges of first-degree murder, aggravated child abuse, aggravated manslaughter, and four counts of providing false information to law enforcement. She was later arrested and held without bond. Now, little foreshadowing here. The state will eventually drop the child neglect charges, citing mm-hmm. that they were premised on the theory that Kaylee was still alive. Um, mm, yeah. So on October 28th, Casey was arraigned and pled not guilty to all charges. I hate everything. Yeah. Um, what do you think about her, this this, this back and forth? Um, like in, and out, in and out of jail? jail. Mm-hmm. I mean... <sighs> Are you shocked? Are you surprised? No, no. But here's the other thing that that I will point out. I do think it's worth thinking about. Were the police trying to find a reason to bring her back in the hopes that she would confess, right? Like, oh, you know, you, uh, oh, you're stealing checks from a friend? Like, mm, okay, come on in. We're going to interrogate you about that, hoping she would crack about this, Right. That's a good theory. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. I mean, just a thought. I, I yeah. want to say I am surprised by this timeline in that she's arraigned or I'm I'm sorry, she's indicted very quickly. Mm, very quickly. Yeah. But like, I think that goes to show because like, guys, she killed her kid. Like, yeah. I, I mean, like, I, there's just no doubt in anyone's mind at that point. Yeah. Like, I just think, yeah. I mean, like, I think they had no choice, right? It was right. clear if best case scenario, Kate, Casey did something to Kaylee accidentally. That is the best right. case scenario here. And they knew that. I'm right. sorry. No three-year-old just goes toddling off and goes missing forever. That just, no. No. And like any, I, I don't know how to phrase this, but I don't think that a mother behaves in the way that Casey was behaving when their toddler's missing. I just, I like, you know what I mean? Like, I think any reasonable yes. person looking at that would say, this, this looks, this is the behavior of, of a guilty person. Or at the very least, the behavior of someone who is not that concerned. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like, yes, I, I would say that. Yeah. Okay. So now entering stage left is Jose Baez, Casey's sleazy, scummy, absolute garbage attorney. 
Now, if the name Jose Baez sounds familiar, that's because Jose has actually represented very other well-known people, such as Aaron Hernandez, mm-hmm. Harvey Weinstein, Arf. and Tory Lanes. Yeah, I don't know who Tory. I'm gonna leave I don't that. know who Tory Lanes is, but okay, but he's famous. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but Harvey Weinstein, Barf, Aaron Hernandez, I actually feel really kind of sorry for. Yeah. I don't know. I know. So, yeah. I know. All right. He, so he represented Aaron Hernandez. That's like a whole other thing I could like spend hours talking about, but. I know. We need to um, do that case soon. It's very interesting. Yeah. I agree. Um, so I'm going to leave that right there. I mean, Jose Baez, I'm, I don't like this guy. I think he's a scumbag. Um, in a true Jose Baez move, he says in response to Casey's charges that I sincerely believe when they have finally spoken, everyone, and I mean everyone, will sit back and say, now I understand. That explains it. Barf. Explain a missing topic. <laughs> How would you like to explain that, sir? Please. I, I know. And like disclaimer for all you defense attorneys out there we love you you're doing the lord's work like i get it our system are. our system only works this is not a good defense we have attorney. defense attorneys but this guy sucks <laughs> this guy yeah sorry no yeah this this is not one of the good defense attorneys that we like no so casey has become public enemy number one right i mean right. all of the ground searches like everything that's happening and looking for her you know for her daughter um And then this, a forensic report from the examination of Casey's car is eventually released. Mm -hmm. And the report notes that a hair strand discovered in the trunk of Casey's car is microscopically similar to those found on Kaylee's hairbrush. Additionally, the strand showed characteristics of apparent decomposition. Mm. Um, (laughs) This I threw in here. So an air sample. What? (laughs) <laughs> from the trunk was also found to contain chemical compounds consistent with human decomposition. I know what you're all saying. What the hell is an air sample? Yeah. I, I'm saying the same thing. I, you know, I don't know. You all know I'm a hard evidence type of gal. I, you know. Yes. <laughs> this, this stretches it for me. Um, yeah. What is this? Turns- what, like, like a fart in a jar? Like what is this? <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. Okay. So it turns out this is the first time that, quote, air samples uh-huh. have been used in a legal case. And I just want to say, can we please not use science that is not very well vetted and, like, yeah. maybe thought out in a case with such high stakes? Like, like <laughs> you could blow through an air sample. Like, any attorney is going to blow through that easily. Well, and you know what's interesting? And and now I feel like I'm being you. I don't find any of that evidence very compelling. I mean, I guess I need to know more what like apparent decomposition means. But like finding Kaylee's hair in Casey's the trunk of Casey's car. That I mean, I'm sure yes. I'm sure my kids' hair is in the, in the trunk of our car. I mean, we keep their stroller back there. Like I've changed diapers back there. So I'm kind of like, eh, thank you. you know? Yeah. Well, and that's yes, and I think that's very fair. Um, there's not a lot of like hard-hitting stuff here. Um, I want to – I'm pretty sure I have this somewhere else, but I want to note this now. So Mm -hmm. um, Florida has a – and I'll I'll, I'll quote the actual, like, name of the law further on. But, um, like, they have, like, an open records – Sunshine law in this – 
Is, is that what yeah, it is they're in called, the state of Florida? Yeah, they're called sunshine laws. So, like, everything in a criminal proceeding is public. Like, jailhouse yes. interviews and everything. everything. 911 calls. Like, everything. Yeah. yeah. So, like, the public is getting all of this information, like, pretty much at the same time. So, like, imagine, like, the public, you know, sentiment at this time, like – I mean, Casey that's, is. that's part of the reason why we all say Florida's crazy. It's just because we know more about their crazy. The rest of us just True. stuff our crazy in a closet. But damn, Florida. And that's such a good point. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's such a good point. Um, so this is where this this story just um, – this gets this gets bad, guys. This is a, this is a, a tough part. If you want to fast forward by a few seconds, I don't blame you. Can um, I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so trigger warning, this is, you know, this is some kind of devastating stuff, but um, the skeletal remains of a young girl are discovered in a trash bag located in a wooded area less than a half a mile from the Anthony's home by a utility worker named Ray Cronk. Which Investi- if, if I just have to say, what a fantastic name. Like <laughs> Ray Cronk, that is the guy that like stumbles upon the evidence, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So investigative teams recovered duct tape, which was hanging by a pair attached to the skull. On December 20th, the remains are confirmed by the Orange County Chief Medical Examiner to be those of Kaylee Anthony. The medical examiner's report states that the bones show no evidence of trauma and that Kaylee's death is ruled a homicide of undetermined means. Although the skull was found with duct tape around the nose, mouth, and jaw, the advanced state of decomposition decomposition ultimately prevented investigators from determining an exact cause and date of death. Mm. Now, here is something um, that I didn't know until I started looking into this case. Mm -hmm. Apparently, Good Samaritan Ray had called police about suspicious objects found in a forested area near the Anthony home, not once, not twice, but three separate times before the call he made in December. Yes. I remember reading about this. This is crazy to me. Yeah. I did not know this. So in the first call, he was directed by the sheriff's office to call the tip line, which he did, but received no call back. In the second and third instance, he was met by two police officers and reported what he thought looked like a skull near a gray bag. Mm -hmm. Officers conducted a short search, but reported seeing nothing. The final call to investigators on December 11th, 2008, finally brought the notice that it needed. Um, In response to finding the remains of Kaylee, the state announced their decision to seek the death penalty in this case. So the state was like, we are like death penalty or bust in this. Right. So let's get to the trial. The lead prosecutor um, in the case was Assistant State Attorney Linda Burdick. And Assistant State Attorneys Frank George and Jeff Ashton rounded out the state's team. Um, Lead counsel for the defense, we know, is garbage person Jose Baez. He has a whole team of, like, six other co-counsels who Uh I honestly just did not care enough to type out about. (laughs) Sorry. Great. I know. This is the part where I started getting real angry (laughs) in my notes. So. Um, so jury selection began on May 9th, 2011. Wow. A whole three years after Casey was arraigned. Was she in jail? Was she in jail this whole time? She's in jail this entire time. Good. I hate you. Bye. Yeah. 
So that's three years of garbage Jose Baez telling anyone who will listen how innocent Casey is and mm-hmm. that we're all going to see, we're all going to say, oh, that makes so much more sense. Oh my right? God. Oh my God. Um, and then, you know, the, the state saying like, we're like, we're coming and like, we are, we're going to seek the death penalty. Yeah. Right. And then also because we're in Florida, which we just talked about, we right. have to remember it's a state state policy to have all state county and municipal records open for personal inspection right and copying by any person like it's a duty of each agency to provide access to public records which is crazy well and and then it it makes for good news right any reporter can go down to the courthouse and yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so you have a lot of public interest in this case obviously Mm -hmm. plus an open records law in florida like tell me you tell me you're Florida without telling me you're Florida. That's what I'm saying. Mean, yeah, like means that everyone and their mother knows about what's going on here. To that end, jury selection in the Casey Anthony case took way longer than anticipated. Finally, on May 20th, 2011. So it started May 9th. Finally, mm-hmm. May 20th, 12 jurors and five alternates were sworn in. And the panel comprised of nine women and eight men. Hmm. They were sequestered over the course of the six-week trial, obviously, um, and it had to be held in Clearwater, Florida, because the case was so widely reported on in Orlando. Right. I'm shocked they were able to find 12 people. I mean, that, and, but this is the thing. It's like, you can know about a case and still be able to say, like, but I can be unbiased, right? I mean, it's almost so subjective. Like, I think I've said this on the show before, my dream job, like, in, in another life is to be a jury consultant. I think the science and like psychology behind that is so fascinating, but like, yeah. you can, I mean, anyone can get up there and say, Oh, I won't be biased. I mean, so to me, I'm like, meh, yeah, meh. <laughs> I don't know. I was shocked. Like, I, I mean, I, mean I, don't, I don't know. I think there was also probably a lot of people that wanted to be on this jury. Oh, for sure. Are you kidding? I would have been like, who Casey? What? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, who? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, okay. That's a fair point. Like, I think people, and like maybe not even nefariously, but people like, you know, say, yeah, I can, I can try to be unbiased. I can do it. Right. Like having good intentions. I mean, I, you know, our jury system is not perfect. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, that's fair. You're so wise. So wise. Did you just lose steam? You hate this terrible case and you're just like, I'm tired now. You're just like, you just lost so much. I know how it ends, and I'm just so angry about it. I know. So the trial eventually begins, finally, on May 24th, 2011. Now, the opening statements in this case are just, like, absolute. It it is like, I feel like I'm I'm on, like, watching a production. So the lead prosecutor, Linda, takes the jury through Kaylee's disappearance day by day stating that Casey used chloroform to incapacitate Kaylee before suffocating her with duct tape. She then left Kaylee's body in the trunk before disposing of the car. Mm, I find holes in this story, but that's the prosecution's case. Yes, I, I agree. Um, Coming in pretty tame. Well, hold on to your butts because in the defense's opening statements, shit gets super weird, super weird, super quick. According to Garbage Baez, Kaylee had likely drowned in the family swimming pool, and George, grandfather of the year that he is, and a retired cop, by the way. 
had, with Casey's knowledge, covered up the drowning in order to spare his daughter a potential child neglect charge. Then, Baez further said that Casey's seemingly unaffected behavior during Kaylee's disappearance, which we talked about at the top, Mm -hmm. and after the disappearance, and after her body was discovered, all of these things, plus her habitual lying, can be attributed to the sexual child abuse but he went into graphic detail about yes that Casey suffered at the hands of her father and brother as a child. Yes. Like mind you her George Anthony is sitting yes like, over his shoulder while he's doing all of this. Completely like he does not does not make I mean he is like sitting there like a gargoyle. He makes absolutely no like I know. Facial expression, nothing. And I have to say, I find that so interesting. Like, I've seen that footage again. And, I mean, number yes. one, clearly he was told that they were going to do this, right? I mean, that's... He had to have. He had to have been. So, I mean, just what... Like, I can't... And again, like, I I think there's problems bet- here with this guy. But on a human-to-human level, I felt terrible. And I'll be honest, like, I don't believe Casey's claims against her father and her brother. Um so having oh my god watching him sit there and watch that it's yeah. just like and you're right it is extremely graphic like i remember exactly what he said i'm not going to repeat it because my mother i'm not going to please know. don't i <laughs> i was going to put it in here and i was no. like i'm not saying it's just it's gross no. it's graphic it's inappropriate my mother-in-law <laughs> listens to this show i'm not repeating that but like and it, and you know what and it felt like listening to jose bias say that it was for the shock value right because here we are what 10 years late, whatever, 15 years later, right. still talking about it. Like we right. know exactly what he said. Right. Verbatim. Yeah. 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 No, that sucks. And as a reminder, this is the first time that anyone has heard about any of this. Right. Like this has never come up. Not once. Right. Wrapping up, Baez sends, uh, ends his opening statement by saying that the police investigation had been compromised by the media frenzy surrounding this case. Classic. Like, he's, I he's mean, just poking holes everywhere. Fair. Right? Um, fair. Uh, but, like, how many, Emily, how many cases have we done where we're like, well, the media, like, totally... Is it just because I hate this? Case? Yeah, I see, and that's a thing, right? And I guess this is, I'm kind of tipping my hand to the side I'm going to take later. Like, justice is justice right like the justice system can't work one way for people we like and another way for I people know. we don't stop it i know right? like we've totally switched personalities for this episode i think i'm gonna shock you when i take a side on this later oh, is it gonna make me mad probably now you're great. gonna know how i feel great all right so let's get to my favorite part let's talk evidence yes so from the prosecution now i'm gonna go through these points emily i want you to tell me Sort of like we did with Darren. Yeah, that was fun. You, I thought that was what fun. you think. Yeah. So yeah. like if I if I would be able to convict, yes or no, based on that. Yes. Okay. Okay. And and we all know I'm I'm a softie. I love me some circumstantial evidence. So. <laughs> you do. <laughs> all right. So first up, George Anthony takes the stand and denies having ever sexually abused Casey. Yeah, I believe him. He also for the record in that. Like yes. Yeah. He also testifies that while he did not smell anything resembling human de- decomposition in Casey's car when she visited Kaylee while Kaylee was missing, he did smell something similar to human decomposition when he went to pick the car up after it had been impounded. As a reminder, George is a cop, a retired cop. Yes. So he is 
Yes. So been I, around. Yeah, I find that compelling because he has probably seen a dead body in his line of work. Okay. Cindy Anthony takes the stand and says that her comment to 911 about it smelling like someone died in the damn car was just a figure of speech, you silly gooses, and that she had exaggerated the claim on the phone in an effort to get police to respond more quickly. Church Ann. Yeah, I I believe Cindy believes that. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. John Dennis Bradley, a software designer, took the stand and testified that based on a program he used to recover deleted search histories... Someone using the Anthony computer had searched for chloroform 84 times uh, leading up to Kaylee's disappearance. Yeah, convict. (laughs) Okay. Two different police dog handlers testified that their dogs detected human decomposition, uh, one indicated in Casey's car and the other in the backyard. Uh, Acquit. Really? Yeah, because... I mean, human decomposition, how do they know it wasn't bug decomposition or just trash or, I don't know. Because, I mean, y'all. Cadaver dogs are trained to detect human decomposition. Y'all know I love a good pupper, but I don't, I'm not here for the working dogs. I'm just going to say that. I never find dog evidence compelling. Because the dog can't (gasps) tell you, the dog, okay, because the dog can't tell you what he's doing. He could be alerting on something because he's like, oh, that smells like lunch. That smells good. So, no, I don't believe testimony from dogs that can't talk. I, I I don't have words. Is this the crime of it all? (laughs) Oh my God. So I'm actually speechless. (laughs) I'm acquitting based on that. Goodbye. But I will spit your little head, you little puppers. <laughs> okay. Go. Stop. Jan Garvaglia? Hey, girl. Totally butchering that. Chief medical examiner. Hey, girl. Testify that she determined Kaylee's manner of death to be homicide based on physical and circumstantial evidence to include the fact that the disappearance had not been reported and that traces of chloroform had been found in the trunk of Casey's car. Now, I will caveat that by saying traces of chloroform found in the trunk of Casey's car. This was not the the fart in a jar test. This was some, this was like a real scientific test. Okay, so here I am again. A quit. Yeah, I don't love that she said this. No, because you're telling me that there was nothing on the actual body, the actual physical evidence that's telling you her death was a homicide. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, uh, there was yeah. no body. She was just bones, but yeah. Oh, yeah, a quit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> FBI hair analysis, analysis, Sebastian Shaw. Phenomenal name. Love Sebastian, girl. Sebastian. <laughs> <Call> us. <laughs> um, so Sebastian testifies that a hair discovered in Casey's trunk belonged to Kaylee. So remember the hair in the mm-hmm. trunk that you had issues with earlier? Yeah. So this hair displayed root banding. That only occurs post-mortem. Acquit. What? Yeah. That doesn't tell me that she murdered her. That tells me that she was dead in the trunk. Oh, okay. Remember, you have to remember, they are charging her with aggravated first-degree murder. That means premeditation. So, acquit. Okay. (laughs) Friends of Casey... Got on the stand and testified to her partying, shopping, shopping, and getting a tattoo during the month that Kaylee went missing. 
stating that she seemed completely fine and not at all concerned for the welfare of her child. When asked where Kaylee was, Casey stated to friends that Kaylee was with Zanny. We've already mentioned the wet t-shirt contest. There's another friend who um, has testified that when Kaylee, uh, when Casey got pregnant Mm -hmm. with Kaylee, um, she was young. She was like 19. So the friend asks Casey, well, what are you going to do? And Casey was like, well, my parents won't let me get rid of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to give her up when she's born. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here, so me, I'm finding guilty based on this, but I will recognize that that's just because I love circumstantial evidence. And that is awesome. Juicy circumstantial evidence. Right. Like none of that is real, like hard evidence, but it's circumstantial. I love it. Guilty. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of surprised it was allowed in like me too. Especially the friend, like doesn't that, isn't that kind of like hearsay? Yeah, that seems, like, couldn't you? Well, it's like, I, and again, like, I can, I, I can hold space for people that want to end their pregnancies while they're pregnant and then still end up being wonderful parents who love their children. So yeah, to me, that's kind of like, meh. Okay. All right. So for the defense, forensic pathologist, Dr. Werner Spitz. Yes. We know Werner. We do know we Werner. know Werner very well. Yes. Werner Spitz takes the stand. For the defense, which I was kind of like, okay, Warner, don't love that. He states that the autopsy that had been done was shoddy. Oh, stating that he's throwing it was a shade on our girl Jan. Our girl Jan just went right under that bus. I know. Um, So he said the autopsy had been shoddy, um, stating it was a failure on the part of the medical examiner that Kaylee's skull had not been opened during her examination. Warner. He further stated that in his own autopsy of Kaylee, he could not determine whether the death was a homicide and that in his opinion, the duct tape that had been placed post, uh, the duct tape had been placed post decomposition. Sorry. I'm having like a weird air thing. (laughs) Sorry. An air sample? (laughs) I'm having a weird air sample. Um, In his opinion, the duct tape had been placed post decomposition as duct tape placed on the skin would have had residual DNA. Yeah. A uh, quit. Okay. I, I, yeah. I'm with you. Cindy, Cindy, who apparently now is a defense witness. I don't know. This woman's all over the place. Testified that she's the one who's responsible for the chloroform searches on the family computer. Even though the computer records indicate that she was at work. She's a nurse, by the way. Each time the searches were conducted. Cindy states that because she's a salaried employee, work records are incorrect. I mean, acquit. Like, here's the thing. I think Cindy's lying here. She's 100% lying. But, I mean, yeah, okay. Okay. Cindy also testified that the family buried their pets in blankets and plastic bags using duct tape to seal the opening in the same place that uh, Kaylee's bones were identified. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know, Cindy. No opinion on that. Okay. Crystal Holloway, who was a volunteer in the search for Kaylee, Mm -hmm. testified that she had had an affair with George Anthony over the course of this. Yeah, I know. I'm like, what? Sweet, sweet George. and learned from George that Kaylee's death was, quote, an accident that snowballed out of control. On cross, the prosecution did point out that in Holloway's sworn police statement, she said that George believed rather than knew that it was an accident. 
Yeah, I don't even know what this is. Throw this out. This means okay. nothing to me. Okay. Crystal. Girl, I have questions. Do you want to call into our show? What are you doing, <laughs> Crystal? So, okay. Okay. So that's our episode. So based on that, I mean. It's not great. No, okay. Well, I'm going to wait to take a side because you probably don't want me to take a side yet. So continue. Not yet. Okay. So I want to share just a few quotes from the closing arguments because I think they're pretty poignant. Um, so the pr- prosecution reiterated that the state's belief that Casey had killed Kaylee to free herself of parental duties was pretty obvious. They stated, mm-hmm. when you have a child, that child becomes your life. Mm-hmm. This case is about the clash between responsibility and the expectations that go with it and the life that Casey Anthony wanted to have. Mm-hmm. Prosecution will also go on to say, as part of closing arguments, that they had backed up their claims from their opening statements with evidence. Pointing to Casey's actions after Kaylee disappeared, lead prosecutor Linda Burdick says, responses to grief are as varied as the day is long, but responses to guilt are oh so predictable. Mm -hmm. What do guilty people do? They lie. They avoid. They run. They mislead. Not just the family, but also the police. They divert attention away from themselves and act like nothing is wrong. Oh, Linda. Linda, Linda with the fire. Drop, girl. Fire. Love that. Okay. During his closing remarks, Garbage Baez emphasized the circumstantial nature of the prosecution's case. Yes. Stating that the state's allegations were based on fantasy computer searches, fantasy forensics, and no hard evidence. Additionally, he criticized the prosecution's use of character evidence, stating, quote, The strategy behind that is if you hate her, if you think she's a lying, no good slut, then you'll start to look at this evidence in a different light. I will pause here Mm -hmm. because I think, unfortunately, he is right. Yeah, me too. Would I want my attorney to call me a slut on the stand? No. I think he probably could have used some different language there, but. What if you had just won a a hot body contest? Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, I'm a hard evidence gal. I know. I think the most compelling evidence in this case is circumstantial. In this case. I 100% agree. Yes. Okay. So let's wrap up here and we'll get to what we think. So jury began deliberations on July 4th. Um, On July 5th, they found Casey not guilty of (sighs) counts one through three regarding first degree murder, aggravated manslaughter of a child, and aggravated child abuse. What they did find her guilty on. The four counts, I'm sorry, counts four through seven for providing false information to law enforcement. The judge sentenced Casey to one year in county jail plus a $1,000 fine for each of the four counts. And the real kick in the ass here is that because Casey had been incarcerated since October 2008, Mm -hmm. she received more than 1,000 days in time served credit. And she was released 10 days later on July 17th. Yeah, it sucks. Now, <laughs> incredibly, Casey and, and Baez, and, they, they tried to appeal this. What? Saying that, well, it wasn't four counts of lying because the lying all happened at one time. Okay, guys, move on. I'm serious to God. That's exactly what happened. Can we just move on? You got, you got 10 days in jail for killing your kid. Can we move on, please? Right. So what do you think happened, Emily? Okay. How do you, what do you think happened to Kaylee? Here's this, here's the side I'm taking. Here's what I think happened. I think Casey, I think Casey killed her daughter. I think she killed her daughter on purpose. 
Um, I say that because evidence has come out just in the last couple of years. So none of this was presented at trial, but they recovered more like computer forensics. And one of the things that Casey kept searching was foolproof suffocation. Um, so I think this was premeditated murder. I think Casey didn't want to be a mom. She didn't want to be t- toddlers are a lot of hard work. I don't think she mm-hmm. wanted that. I think she had a really bad relationship with her parents I think in a lot of ways, like, cause I know that like when her and her mom had that big argument where she left, one of the things was Kate, uh, Cindy telling Casey, like, I'm going to take Kaylee and mm-hmm. like, fuck you basically. And I think in Casey's fucked up mind, it was, if I can't have my daughter, no one can. Mm-hmm. And it was, I'm going to stick it to my parents. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think she killed her on purpose. I think there is something to this idea that she might have given her um, like a prescription medication to like knock her out. Um, and then I think she she dumped her body. I mean, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't think Cindy and George were involved in any way. I think they're culpable in other ways. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that's what happened. But but here's here's the thing. I truly believe that to my core. I believe she's guilty. I could not have found her guilty based on the evidence presented at trial. Hmm. Because there was nothing presented at trial, or I guess you should say, there was enough reasonable doubt through the evidence that this could have been an accident. That she could have drowned in the pool, or... You, so I couldn't have convicted on first-degree murder. Oh. Uh. When you- that, because I think I agree with you. Oh, see, I know. Okay, so what do you think happened? So I, 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 I'm with you on just about everything that you said. So, um, I think Casey absolutely did not intend to, um, keep Kaylee alive. I think Casey, yeah. yeah. Um, I think this was premeditated. Um, I think Casey had a really bad habit of dosing Kaylee with Xanax. Yeah. Um, so that she was knocked out for long periods of time. Um, it had been reported several times by several people who knew Casey that, um, including her, her own dad admits, admits to this. Right. Casey ran with a crowd that was notorious for street drug use. Right. And what is the street name for Xanax? It's Zanny. Right. Remember Zanny the nanny? Yep. I think that Casey um, was giving Kaylee Xanax to keep her asleep for, you know, extended hours of time. Yeah. I think um, Casey overdosed Kaylee. Kaylee, um, you know, died because of that. And Casey covered up the murder with all of the lies and stories that she told after Kaylee was reported missing. I think there is some – see, I go back and forth on this. I could see Casey reaching out to her dad and saying, like, Mm -hmm. "Um, (laughs) oops. Right. And her dad either helped her with the burial or prepared Kaylee's body and did the burial himself. I don't know. I I think the dogs hitting in the backyard is a sticking point for me. Um, Mm. Yeah, I think that Casey's behavior after Kaylee went missing, like, I- I'm sorry. It just, it's just not how you behave. It just isn't. Yeah. I, yeah. you can, and I agree with, with Linda, the, the prosecutor, you can, you, responses to grief. Yes. Run the full spectrum, right? Yes. 
this is not how a grieving person no. would behave. No. I don't think. I, I think agree. any reasonable person can look at Casey's behavior and say, no way. But could you have found her guilty in a court of I law? See, I don't know. Like, and that's yeah. why I'm so frustrated is that like. <sighs> because I think Baez introduced enough reasonable doubt. And that's the thing. He doesn't have to tell you what happened. He just has to poke little tiny holes, little, little, little. And what I think is so powerful, he ended his closing statement. I remember I yes. watched this. I forgot to mention this. a photo of Kaylee opening the back door to where the ha- the family's pool was. But then can't you, can't you say that's neglect? Why isn't that door locked? Well, that's what I'm kind of wondering too. I'm like, why was she acquitted of aggravated child abuse? Either way, right. she she didn't report her child missing for 31 days, right? Like, yeah, I'm, and she didn't even report her missing. The grandmother did, but I think that's because to that point earlier that you made, you can't maybe you can't charge someone with child abuse if the child is dead, because technically she wasn't abusing the child anymore. But even in the instance that, let's say, like, let's say that it was, she opened the back door, got into the pool. Right. Like, that's, but, but they didn't charge her with it. See, so and, how right. They, and that's the thing. Yeah. Like, Jose Bias doesn't have to prove that one where he just has to introduce the idea that that's possible. And I think he did that. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, that's so, and that's so frustrating. I, I know. think you're right. Because he sucks, but I think he obviously did good by her. He got her off. And, you know. I think I think he introduced enough reasonable doubt. Yeah. I mean, 100%. I, I couldn't have convicted based on that. And I, oh. and I don't like it. I'm, I'm upset because I think I agree with you. God damn it. <laughs> I know. I'm annoyed. <laughs> so that's it. That's all I have. Okay. Girl, your script was amazing, guys. I wish you could see Sarah's script. It's like 27 pages long. You did amazing. Oh, I'm so frustrated because... Because she sucks? Because she got away with it. This, like, swarmy, bratty... Like, I'm sorry. I just... But you know what? She has to live with that every single day, and I hope she doesn't fucking sleep at night. That's all I gotta say. I guess. I'm just so irritated about it. Ugh. Casey, we hate you. We hope you're not listening. Yeah, well, go away. We don't want you to listen. We yeah. Like you anyway. Yeah. Um. Anyway, thanks for hanging through that. I know it was kind of tough. Um. No, but... that's okay. It was really good. I'm really proud of you. You did great research, and Thank it was. I mean, it's an interesting case. It's an interesting t- case to take a side on for sure. I think so too. Um. I think she totally did it. I'm saying that right I now. I mean, a hundred. Of course, she did. A hundred percent. So. Um, if the people wanted to write in and tell us what they thought, M, while I pull up my yes. listener question, do you want to tell the people how they can do that? Yeah. Um, shoot us an email at sisters.take.a.side at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at sisters take aside underscore podcast. While you're doing all of those things, please also leave us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you are listening to the beautiful sound of our voices. Many thanks. Ooh. Um, are you ready for a listener question? I am so ready. Bring it to me. Okay. So this one came in through Instagram. Um, loving the pod, ladies. Thank you so much. Thanks, friend. Here's something we were debating the other day. 
what's a service that you pay for, but you think should be free? Would love to hear Uh, your thoughts. Okay. So I saw this question come in and I actually, I asked Liz about this and I loved Liz's answer. So I'll give my answer, but then I also kind of want to give Liz's answer. Okay. So, I mean, okay. A service that I pay for that I think should be free. I mean, not to get like all political on y'all, but I think preschool should be free. (laughs) (laughs) I think universal pre-K would be amazing for so many families. And I think that should be free. So. (laughs) Okay. That's a good answer. Okay. But here's here's Liz's answer, which was even better. I asked Liz. Okay. She said internet. Ooh. uh, (laughs) Sarah, who has paid Xfinity a thousand dollars in the last 24 hours to fix her internet would agree. Seriously. Um, I would 100% agree with that. But just like free access to internet? I'm like, yes. 100%. A thousand percent, yes. What would yours be? So (laughs) um, mine would be trash removal because – Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) I think it's absolutely ridiculous what I pay every month um, for trash. Oh, shit. That's a good one. Yeah. It irks me big time. Yeah, no, that's a really okay. That's a good one, guys. Write in with your answer. I think these yeah. kinds of questions are really fun. I do too. So, yeah, um, write us in. Write in what you think. Maybe we'll post it as like a yeah. Um, I think on Instagram, and oh, then you yeah, guys can yeah. write in and yeah, tell we'll, us what you think. Oh, good idea. Yeah, we'll do a little poll for sure. Um, and if you send us, if you guys want to send us like a screenshot of you know you leaving a fabulous five star review, we've been thinking about maybe doing like a little like prize or like a little I don't know gift or something mm-hmm. to folks that are doing that. So you know. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> um, All right. Okay. Um, is that it? Do you know what you're doing next week? Do we want to tell the people or are we going to be surprised? <sighs> I mean. Okay. I'm going between two cases right now. Okay. Do you want me Can to I tell guess you what, what they are? Yes. Okay. Do you want to guess? Go ahead. One you'll guess, one you won't. Um, Bill and Monica. Bill and Monica is one of them. <laughs> it's what the people want. I um, know the people are asking. I know. Um, I think the other one, I don't know. What's the other one? The Boston Marathon bombings. Ooh, have you watched the documentary? Girl, I am not okay after watching that documentary. documentary Aren't you training for a marathon right now? I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean, you know, those memes where it's like, you can't, you can't even say like the sky is blue to someone who's training for a marathon. I'd be like, oh, the marathon. Uh, Yes. I am training for a marathon currently. You guys, our besties training for a marathon. So send her all of your good running vibes. Yes. I did a 13.1 mile training run on Saturday and truly wanted to not be doing that anymore but actually while i was on that run i was telling some girlfriends about the podcast which was because one of the girls was like do you have any fun hobbies and i was like um i sit around and talk about murder with my sister for a couple hours every week does that count she was like "Mm." that's not creepy at all yeah so um yeah i'm either gonna do one of those two cases and then sarah do we want to tease our big special Mm. announcement or no you guys, we have something big coming for later this month, and I yes. don't know if you're ready. You're not ready. So, special episode dropping on Thursday, August 26th. 4th? No, 4th. <laughs> on Thursday, August 24th. So, stay tuned. Ooh, stay tuned for that, party people. Okay. Um. Okay, well, Em. We love you guys. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Again, don't forget, 
five stars, leave a review, comment, question. We'd love to hear from you. Um, But thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys uh, next week. Bye. Bye.